now that we've got all that out that would have been good preamble, you should definitely start recording now. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I don't know what you guys want to put so in all this preamble. Fucking goddamn clam up. Like we're, yeah, we're not gonna clam up. See, I'm not clamming up. You're clamming up. <laughs> <laughs> you clam. You're up. the clam. You're no. the clam. I'm fucking exhausted. I've been out of town all week, and I just got home like an hour ago. So yeah, but uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Come on, energy up. I'm talking to myself, not to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, uh, I just can't find my AirPods case. There they are. Good to go. <laughs> Mark, are you ever going to go back to your fucking house? No. Apparently, I just live here again. <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm supposed to go. I'm going back tomorrow, I think. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get things going then. Welcome back, listeners, to Dance Robot Dance. This is our 166th episode. Uh, I am Tim. I will be hosting this evening uh, as we do a continuation, a conclusion to something we first talked about fucking two years ago. And with me, I have Mark. Hey, guys. What's going on? Tim, also, are you going to be able to stay awake for all of this? I feel like we're going to have like a dad performance here where Tim falls asleep <laughs> during the conversation. <laughs> no, I'll be good. I'll be good. Once, I, right. once I'm right. like engaged in this and talking, uh, I, will, I will be awake. Right. And we have Paul from South Korea where it is not late at night. It is the middle of the fucking day. Yeah, it's like really fucking sunshiny out there right now. Hello. Hello. Good morning. There, as Paul talks to the sun instead of his microphone. Hello, hello. Yes, <laughs> on microphone. There, there we go. Yeah. It is morning. It is morning, and it is wonderful. We are all happy. Yes, it's funny. I was just listening to the first episode that we did on tonight's topic. Christy was still around, and holy shit, that girl could not stay on microphone. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. We had to talk to her a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. That's why we bought it her is. the headset. We bought her a headset. Paul, you just got to buy a headset, yeah. buddy. There it is. Dude, I have been looking for a quality headset, but it's all like these gaming headsets that are like Those cheap work and flimsy and whatever. Oh, okay. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of the ones in South Korea are like store brand and stuff like that. I was looking for something of quality and yeah, I couldn't find Fair. it. And plus, there's no Amazon here in Korea. That's also true. So there you go. How are you going to help Jeff Bezos make more, you know, make another hundred billion dollars if you can't buy shit from Amazon? Oh, you know, just like steal his Amazon Prime shit. Like I, I've been <laughs> honestly, I've been stealing Dragula episodes because they're on Amazon Prime, but I can't get them here. And mm. so I've been watching them on fucking Daily Motion of all things. Oh Jesus, I, that still I cannot exists. Cannot find a decent source. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. But cool. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into this week's nerdy news then, because there's definitely some major announcements, starting with one that uh, just was announced today, which we all sort of had anticipated, but was actually finally happened. And that is that uh, Sony and Marvel have reached a deal now to keep Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. After the collective exasperated sigh of the massive <laughs> movie announcement, this is on the heels of yesterday. Yeah, there, uh, there being an announcement that they were developing on top of all this other shit that they're working on, like the Silk movie, more Venom movies, Morbius movie, that they're working on a fucking movie on like fucking d-list marvel spider-man character <laughs> madam web from like the 90s anybody yeah. that watched that 90s uh spider-man animated series will remember madam web from that and oh god fuck that is like seriously scraping the bottom of the barrel i mean it's good 
My thing is here, like the lesson I'm learning from the meat of the episode and the Sony story this week is that in some cases, bullying on social media <laughs> is fine as long as you are bullying a bully or it's fucking Sony. Like that's basically <laughs> what I'm taking away from this week's <laughs> happenings. So there like, you go. I don't understand Sony's mentality about most of the characters in the Spider-Verse are only good because they are adjacent to Spider-Man yeah. and giving them solo movies doesn't make any fucking sense. Like Madam Web is like this weird, annoying, like future seeing, like it's like, sh- it's like shitty Spider-Verse version of like Dr. Strange, basically, basically like she's just kind of there to like Not do plot actually. things. Yeah. Yeah. She just kind of like moves silly plot things around, usually in in regards to like multiverse shit, and like you don't build a story around that with your where she's your yeah. main character. Like, what the? Why yeah. are they doing this? Why? I don't. I don't need to know how. Well, because they're gonna. They want to tell you how she became Madam Web. Oh yay! Yay! I can't wait for nine origin stories about nine characters I do not yeah, give a exactly. shit about. I can't wait. And uh, probably who a bunch of origin stories should revolve around Spider-Man. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess at this point, this deal does sound like he will be in some of those movies, even if they are just cameos. Yeah. yeah. So they're basically just going to share him, it sounds like, which, okay, what the fuck ever. If that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Honestly, it's like you could just ignore the Sony movies then. You know what I mean? Like, fine. If you yeah. want to go watch them, you can. But, like, otherwise, hey, man, just stay on our side of the street where it's... You know, sunshine and happy times all the time, apparently, because yeah. Marvel can do no wrong, right? So, yeah. So, ultimately, what the announcement from Kevin Feige said was that basically that the deal that they've reached, um, we don't know the exact terms of it, but is that uh, they will get to make at least a third Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, and that he will continue to be able to appear in other MCU franchises and films and stuff like that going forward, which, again, we all kind of knew that the, you know Sony was going to cave on this eventually, or that they were going to work something out eventually, because otherwise it was just fucking idiotic move to just fucking basically throw a bunch of cash down for both of them down the yeah. fucking drain. And but. the the announcement was ambiguous enough to indicate that maybe some of the Spider-Verse characters might, besides Spider-Man, might also transfer over to the MCU if they want them. That's what I want. I want Madam Web yeah. Avenger. Yeah. I can't wait. Sam, we already have one superhero <laughs> universe that is not working properly. Can we just... <laughs> I'm sorry it's yours and you're bitter about it, but like, leave my shit alone, all right? Like, yeah. leave my shit alone. <laughs> I would be okay with like Tom Hardy Venom crossing the street if he was going to be in a good movie, or like Felicia Hardy. I love Black Cat. Love me some Black Cat. End of list, though. <laughs> like, seriously. I think Roman yeah. Osborne as a protagonist, uh, a little bit more universe wide, just helps him be a better Spider Man villain overall, too. Like, if the Avengers realize yeah. he's out there and being weird and doing shit, it also makes him a bigger threat for Spider-Man overall as his, in theory, Ooh. biggest enemy. I still can't believe that we haven't had, like, a villain team-up movie. Like, or, you know, like, an uh, Avengers versus, like, whatever, oh, yeah. like, the Marvel version of, you know, Legion of Doom is or some shit like that. Like, and there you get, like, you get the big A-list villains all fucking teaming up together. Well, the problem is that Marvel really, like, let's be fair, did not do a good job of making villains for the first like yeah bunch of movies like if you yeah and we've called them out on that on many occasions absolutely and like because like vulture absolutely should be part of that team but when you think about other villains who have been 
properly developed like it's basically the spider-man villains because he's got good rogues and like whatever so i can see a sinister six movie coming up but they've got to do a lot of work before they can have thunderbolts i would say you know like i would love to see they've got a, yeah. i'd love to see some of that i would love to see thunderbolts yeah that would like, be fucking crazy but that's yeah that's not happening gets songbird and but yeah they, and uh, they've already they've already shit can bullseye like that's already gone you know what i mean they'd have to replace him somehow so and yeah. he was a yeah. big part. That was a good fucking version of and Bullseye. He was a big part of that arc too. Like the well, the arc we're talking yeah. about, like the Diodato, like Warren Ellis kind of in then afterwards arc. So uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was a cool arc. Anyway. But anyways, going across the street to the next comic book movie to be released. There's been a whole bunch of talk about this fucking Joker movie, and a lot of it is real weird and fucking I don't like it. And so there's a lot of shit being said right now about this movie and a lot of people that are not happy that it was made and then the people that are making it that are not happy that people are not happy that it was made and yeah uh, so like todd phillips the director of this movie has like been calling out like leftists for hating on the movie and shit like that and like wait did he actually say that yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, and, no. okay. and and basically him and Joaquin Phoenix now are saying like, because, you know, there is blowback on it. There's people that are probably rightfully concerned that it may try and sympathize a shitty villain character, you know, a character that is not that the character is shitty, but that it's a fucking evil character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been a problem in like... I don't know, for a lot of Disney properties and, like, just, like, the attempt to humanize the villain thing, Mm -hmm. it just reads, like, what we were joking about earlier, like, those New York Times profiles on Nazis. Yeah. Where it's like, what? Well, let's try to understand why they're a fucking Nazi. Like, who cares? They're fucking Nazis. Like, and there's, like, the military memo that was going around saying, like, hey, incels might shoot up a theater there's a lot of incel yeah there's a lot of incels buzzing about this movie and in particular because and this goes back to the uh, aurora colorado shooting which is uh dark dark night rises yeah, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Okay, yeah, Dark Knight Rises during Dark Knight Rises uh, showing, and that I don't even want to give the guy fucking name recognition. I don't even remember his name. But, but he did like go into that theater like with like hair dyed green and or pink or something like that. And so there was definitely some resonance there. And there's the, those Aurora survivors are also saying like, hey, maybe you shouldn't make this movie. And so there's back and forth there as well. And there's also shit. Of, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't understand why the filmmaker would. Why wouldn't he just say, hey, this might be a legitimate concern, but we weren't trying to sympathize instead of being like, well, fuck the yeah. leftists. Like, it's just kind exactly. of like... Exactly. These are not good looks and not good responses. But yeah, on any stretch. And yeah, so like Paul said, now there's this memo that's been going around saying like uh, to military people, like you should, if you go to see this movie, you should be careful because we are there, you know, is some word coming down from the intelligence community that the shitty corners of the internet where the fucking incels congregate are, you know, talking about like potentially having some violence at some of these screenings and that kind of thing. And, uh, and then if there's one good thing that comes out of this story is that they don't use scare quotes for incels anymore. Like they, they have been recognized as (laughs) extremist group, terroristic threat. Yeah. Yes. So 
that's the only positive thing I can see yeah. at the end of this story. And then, so, and then the the most yeah. recent thing, which is just just earlier this evening, is that now Warner Brothers has basically banned any press from the red carpet for the premiere of this movie in Hollywood, which you know normally there'd be a press all over that fucking red carpet where like you could ask questions of like the director and the actors and stuff like that. But now basically Warner brothers is saying, we think that there's been enough talk about this. We just want people to see the movie. Basically what they're saying is we don't want any of the people involved with the movie to say more shitty things about the movie that are going to piss people off and make people not go see the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I even really like, I was iffy on the movie before and then, like, I was, then I was intrigued by the movie because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then, like, the filmmaker shows yeah. his ass like this and I'm just kind of like, well, why would I go out yeah. of my way, you know? Like, it's probably going to, like, <laughs> nah. I mean, you guys, if you guys want to do a two-hander <laughs> episode on reviewing the damn thing, like, maybe I'll down, or maybe I'll download <laughs> a cam copy or something. Yeah. But, like, honestly, like, I just don't, why would I give money to that person? Yeah. Like, I know that they're like movies are collaborative efforts, but no, no, just no, no more. It's your decision. I mean, I'm going to go see this fucking thing because I'm, I'm super intrigued by it and, and it comes out like next week. So who knows? I am, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I I am like just really curious about the movie itself now more than anything. I am. I didn't know I was, I have not been paying attention to the news this week. Um, so I didn't know this was like really happening. Like I kind of saw yeah. io9 articles headlining and stuff and that memo circulated on Reddit. So I saw that and I was like, well, that kind of makes sense to me. So, you know, I don't know, man, yeah. that fucking country's on fire. I mean, I know the impeachment's yeah. happened, but like <laughs> things are weird, you know, it it's is. fucking weird. Yeah, it's on, there, the, it's so. on the right way though. As we were saying earlier, Spider-Man's back in the MCU, Trump's getting impeached or <laughs> yeah. you know, there's in- inquiries into getting him impeached. So we're on the right track back to, yeah. back to non shit town. Sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Ima- imagine not having like, just like, baseline anxiety yeah. every oh, single fuck. day i can I don't, I don't even no. imagine i don't even <laughs> you remember anymore guys like i don't unfortunately anymore my next story yeah. goes it was also something that spurred a bunch of bullshit this is a rumor but there have been a couple of casting rumors this week of the batman uh, matt reeves movie with robert pattinson playing bruce wayne uh so the first one is again this is rumored uh, that they're approaching uh jeffrey wright uh to play commissioner gordon in the movie Jeffrey Wright, of course, being African-American. And so the internet is showing its whole ass and being like, well, I don't think he's right for this character. And, you know, not actually willing to say why. <laughs> fucking just bald-faced racism. But uh, I, I think that would be a cool fucking pull. <laughs> I was on board. I love like, Jeffrey Wright. 100% on board when I heard that casting. I, I, I assumed that the, like, the internet would be shitty. Yeah, because it's the internet. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing I saw was like they wasted J.K. Simmons, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's your first thought? They get yeah. somebody this good to play Jim Gordon?" And your first thought's like, "Oh, J.K. Yeah. Simmons!" Like, fuck off, guys. That was as bad, as shitty as I got about it. And then, yeah, I, I figured somewhere around the world, somebody. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. I saw a lot of people that were being thing. like, yeah. "Okay, well, how yeah. about we have like a black Batgirl and a black?" And then there were people being like, "Oh, how about we have like a white Shaft and a white Foxy Brown?" And like, it's just. The fucking thing is, is that 
those are characters where the ethnic background and the cult, you know, the race and the culture are very fucking integral to those characters. There's nothing about fucking Jim Gordon's character that says yeah. that he needs to be a white dude. Nothing. It could be a woman. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. he's at least a you know grizzled cop. It could be a woman. Could be fucking anybody. And honestly, this is one of the great things about like. Uh, the correction of Hollywood whitewashing is that, like, to be fair, white people don't have, like, haven't had to have, like, those really super distinct cultural markers, so they can easily be replaced by actors of color, yeah. and it doesn't make that much of a fucking difference, unless, like, they're wearing yeah. a fucking kilt, or all the time, or, like, I don't know, like, what uh, what other white person things are there? Like, we eat a lot of mayonnaise, or, like, I don't know, like, fucking, I don't know, whatever. The point is, like, yeah, that's just, the thing. West, like, how much caffeine have you had this morning? What? <laughs> how much caffeine have you had this morning? You're very animated. Okay, I've had like a, a very full pot of coffee this Fair. morning. Okay, Fair. but um, <laughs> like, unless sounds like yeah, like no, I I'm with you. Like North American white culture is what? like just so vanilla and boring, and it's all like pulled from other fucking cultures yes. anyways and so uh, unless they are casting nazis you know as yeah exactly you know like i don't know it's yeah like, exactly or or like somebody where like they have like a particular european heritage or something like that that is important to the mm-hmm. character like you know and that you know that they're of irish descent or something like that something along those lines or british descent or whatever yeah. or there's some like southern ass fucking bumpkin racist or some shit like but you know some random white dude from a generic middle eastern or like northeastern city or something like that is not race of that character is in no way sacred yeah absolutely 100 percent. like i don't know i still don't understand why this is a thing that people complain about except for you know racism there's a good argument and you can go find it on fat man on batman that mark bernardin makes about batman like bruce wayne should be white because of like privilege know. yeah basically privilege like that's basically what his <laughs> argument is like he ha- he should be a white man because it doesn't yeah. make s- it really doesn't make sense because it's because a black dude couldn't well, get away even with that. It. it's old, it's the old money <laughs> thing does. right it's that, like he feels responsible not just for the city but because it's like his heritage there isn't a black man who is yeah, in the yeah. city basically like that you know what i mean Oh yeah, right. so it's like basically yeah, like that's his um, take, Batman. not mine. So like, go talk to him. Right. But like, I kind of, right. I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, that actually tracks for me too. So like, I don't think Batman has to be white, but I think Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but I mean, look at uh, you know cities like Chicago or Atlanta who have had yeah. like you know well, very well off black entrepreneurs and mayors and politicians and stuff like that. I think we're getting to the point now. Maybe not maybe even like 20 years ago or something like that. Maybe it would have been harder to believe, but I think then this day and age, we're getting to the point where that's not particularly unbelievable. Yeah. They might even feel more responsible because like there's the stereotype of like black crime and like the, the justice system forcing uh, minorities into criminal lifestyles based on, you know, like financial inequality, like that might make sense that black batman would want to uh help correct that you know um that (laughs) being see that some racial racial guilt or something like that maybe or or racial justice that way it's not like a white man's burden kind of story but like i think that's essentially mark bernardin's kind of argument is that it because it's such an old money thing where it's like he's there from colonial times like there wasn't a lot of like black colonial you know city 
running Wayne's. like yeah, yeah Wayne, like Wayne-esque kind of fortune owners kind of yeah. thing. So that's his main point, yeah. I think. Sorry, I didn't want to belabor the whole thing. No. <laughs> but then there is another bit of casting rumors about that, and that is that Jonah Hill is being discussed to play a villain in that movie. And the movie's already been rumored to feature Penguin, and that would be kind of a natural casting decision, I would think. But there's not really any actual news to who he might be considered to be playing. So I've heard, I heard Riddler also, so I don't know. Yeah, I can, I can maybe yeah. see that as well. I think Penguin is a more interesting villain, so I hope it's Penguin. But because I think Riddler is just bargain basement Joker, yeah, most of the time, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And Penguin is is one that we haven't seen in uh, a uh, in, in a longer time as well. So since the yeah. Devito days, yeah, not really done accurately or like properly <laughs> ever. I like the Devito. Fuck no, I like DeVito the Devito Penguin. Uh, oh, God, you guys are so okay. wrong. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll do the episode one day. I know we've we been do, talking about this for that. a long yeah. time. But to we the Batman, Batman and Batman movies. Returns. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just gonna be me raving about Michelle Pfeiffer the well, entire time. That too. Yeah, her We're gonna be oh, raving about. So we're all gonna be raving about Michelle Pfeiffer for extravagantly different reasons. I would assume. <laughs> but well, I'm gonna be raving about her next month when she's in Maleficent too. But I saw that's, that. That's uh, interesting casting too. So yeah. cool. Th- that's my birthday movie Is so it? i'm gonna go, go see that with my friends yeah there you go yeah can't Let's wait see. going back under the disney umbrella uh there's an announcement uh, a couple days ago that uh, Kevin Feige, who is sort of the architect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, is going to be uh, working on a Star Wars movie. No idea which Star Wars movie. No idea if it's anything to do with the Rian Johnson ones or the Benioff and Weiss movies that are in development or if it's something else entirely. But just that he is going to be involved in it. Uh, and then they're sort of on the heels of that. Brie Larson posted a picture on Instagram, basically of her and like a Jedi robe with a lightsaber. And now the internet is real pissed off. And then thinking that like Brie Larson is going to have something to do with this movie or with some star Wars movie, because Brie Larson just is like fucking trolling all those incels and it's so I great it's love yeah. her i love her <laughs> i just like i've loved brie larson for a long time like i loved her on the united states of Terra. i've loved her in scott pilgrim like as nb adams she was so good and so like when she was cast as captain marvel after i had just recently seen her in uh mm. room with that she won the oscar for i'm just like the collective rage about her existence is so delicious yeah. to me it just tastes good i don't to see them get so angry about I her know, man I, and because i have such a crush on her like does not everybody have just like a giant crush well, on her anybody like, it's white fragile like fragile white masculinity because she made those comments about like wanting to see more diversity in film critics because it's very much a white male dominated uh, yeah, industry yeah. Yeah, yeah uh so, and and the fucking yeah fucking like the mras and the anti like fucking alt-right just fucking oh, latched right. onto that so hard yeah oh man and then the, like all those fake videos of like oh brie larson is feuding with everyone on set yeah, nobody yeah, likes yeah. her yeah. And, i remember like, i remember all those she, too and i was like wait what I, I i see instagram stories where she's like hanging out with everybody so like what what are we talking about and then it oh. went on the people like yeah. complaining that didn't her portrayal of captain marvel was not like overly feminine it was not you know this sort of what we've come to think of as like a female comic book character which is like this woman in like fucking skin tight 
tights and you know showing off all of her you know wearing like high heels on you know like fucking Catwoman or some shit and people were yeah. like wait a minute she's wearing practical uh, you know practical uniform and not always wearing lipstick why why hot girl not wear yeah. lipstick not wear makeup for me not like <laughs> these guys clearly don't read the fucking comics obviously oh, yeah. either yeah. then because like yeah yeah like that's totally oh. not Carol's character and yeah. never has been so like I, so, right, yeah cool you know yeah <laughs> anyways God bless. Yeah. Uh, God bless. Yeah. kevin feige yeah. working on a star wars yeah, movie so, is, is interesting to me um i don't know if comic book tr- i mean marvel's put out a bunch of great star wars comic books too but i don't know mm-hmm. you know that's not necessarily his, his doing so yeah i'll go see it um as long as it doesn't fuck up the mcu he can do whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants like that's where i'm at uh someone posted a reaction that was the patent oswalt yeah. ranch from parks and rec where he talks about the <laughs> universes merging and i was like yes <laughs> like darth vader versus wolverine finally <laughs> i know it's gonna Mark happen one so day. freaked out i know it's gonna happen yeah. one day but like fuck yeah. i don't want to see it like I, I, that oh my god it's so it was, stupid i mean I there's already wait. i'm sure wait. like Disney has already made mashups of those characters, like at least in oh, you know yeah. some like action figure or t-shirt form or something like that. So ugh, I, I fucking hate mashups. Just, <laughs> save it for the Lego movie, mashups. maybe. Anyways, yeah. see, uh, we got a little bit more news about the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney Plus in that Deborah Chow, who is directing The Mandalorian, is also going to be directing this uh, obi-wan series which is cool and then yeah yeah, not much there but the other bit of marvel news that ghost rider show that was going to be a spinoff with the robbie ray's ghost rider that was supposed to be on hulu is no more and i can't say i'm fucking surprised but yeah that's sad (laughs) no yeah but i i liked the casting so because it was diego luna Mm. who was going to be robbie ray's and i really like diego luna um so that that makes me a little bit sad but otherwise like eh, i mean there's a glut that consolidation is going to start happening i think like i think of a lot of the ones that are like like the shit the ones that are on free form like run like hulu and no. runaways yeah runaways yeah. is hulu and then um yeah 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 runaways is hulu and then yeah, Cl- Dagger, Dagger is free form i think those are going to start really going away in the next couple of years and being all thrown, like yeah. everything's just going to be MCU, like right under the Marvel cinematic studio, mm-hmm. kind of like Marvel studios label. And you'll see all that Ooh. Marvel television shit just go away. Paul, it was Gabriel Luna that was in this, not yeah, Diego Luna. Gabriel? Cause it was Gabriel Luna who played not him. Diego? It was basically a spinoff of uh, agents of shield. Uh, so it was the same oh, guy that was going to be that, yeah. that oh, was, uh, okay. Gabriel Luna who played him on oh, agents of shield. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> again because i've stopped watching agents of shield a really yeah. long time ago yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there you go but that's uh, okay. <laughs> so all right uh but i'm uh it was it could have been a cool series I, I it could have been a cool series but like i really want daredevil back so yeah yeah Anyway. Uh, let's see the Emmys were last Sunday and uh, there wasn't there was you know some bits and pieces of like genre stuff Game of Thrones did win uh, best drama series for its final season 
cue Paul Grant. Okay. They lost the writing Emmy, which makes me really <laughs> happy. Okay. That's all I care about. Like I read that script, man. I read it. It's shit. So I'm fine. I'm fine. I was sad that there was not a lot of like acting Emmys. Like Peter. Yeah. Dinklage he won, won again, for best supporting actor, but... which fucking well-earned. Cause he always fucking yeah. gives his all on that show, even with his terrible accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Black Mirror Bandersnatch won best t- TV movie, which I don't, it's tough to call a movie because it's interactive, but whatever. But yeah, Peter Dinklage won for best supporting actor in a drama. Yeah, it's not a whole lot else. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race won best reality competition. Yeah, RuPaul. <laughs> I love it. it. It is the best reality show on tv and possibly the best show on tv period so like i don't bring it up very much because you guys like have never seen it so whatever uh but like i you bring it up really is <laughs> yeah, yeah. you bring it up a lot it's literally the the show that i put on in the background most of the time like when i'm just like mm-hmm. i need something to do i was happy that uh phoebe waller bridge won for fleabag that shows i've heard really amazing. good things but i need to watch that <sighs> And Julie Comer from uh, Killing Eve also won. And Killing Eve is a really fun show to watch if you're, like, into police procedurals. But, like, with a twist. This time it's lesbian serial killer kind of stuff. So, like... It's cool. I like and Sandra O oh is really good in it too. So uh, and last um, week tonight yeah. uh, with John Oliver won uh, best variety series, and I know that I've pimped that on the podcast before because I fucking love that show. But yeah, not quite as much in terms of the you know more genre e uh, TV as there has been in previous years. So all right, couple little bits and pieces batting clean up here. Uh, the Jurassic World 3 movie uh, has apparently added Jeff Goldblum as well as Laura Dern and Sam Neill all from the original Jurassic Park movie to its cast. Uh, and they're going to reprise their roles. It's not like they're bringing them, pe- them in and recasting them. It's Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sattler, and Alan Grant are all going to be back. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love, the- I love that both Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern have both recently had mm. a bit of a career renaissance with Jeff Goldblum being, you know, in the MCU and Laura Dern and just being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, just being Jeff <laughs> yeah, Goldblum. Just being yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Awesome. Yeah. And, and then Laura Dern Lord... being Admiral Holt, though, as well. And uh, yeah, Admiral Holt and, and being in Big Little Lies and being like the best part of that show easily, um, even though like she's up against powerhouses like Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. So like, yay. But Sam Neill, what what the hell has he been in recently? Like not a not, lot, right? Not much that I know of. I mean, I, I I mean he's a British actor, so maybe he does more stuff that just doesn't make it across the pond, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen him in anything. <laughs> um, did either of you yeah. see the last Jurassic Park movie? No, I did not see Jurassic World. Jurassic World Two? Yeah. No. No. Okay, then I you shouldn't not. be excited for this at all. Just, just so we're clear. <laughs> That's a good point. Because they're the last two movies have been fucking terrible. Like they're really fucking yeah. bad movies. Like I didn't hate movies. the first Jurassic World movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't. Uh, it was better I, than Jurassic Park three, <laughs> and well, possibly Jurassic Park Lost World. I'm not fucking grading on a curve here. You know what I mean? Like it was just <laughs> they were bad movies. So like, yeah. Now starring the worst Chris, which is just like yeah, um, is a meme now that he's done. Like he's been doing the. I'm part of uh, the religious right, basically. Yeah. Shtick on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So like, you should li- you should read about my shitty church 
yeah. And yeah, that first Jurassic World movie had also had that weird sequence where like the girl who was on her phone all the time gets brutally ripped apart by the dinosaurs yeah. for like a straight three minutes, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I was I remember watching that the first time being like, why the fuck is this poor girl who did nothing literally except for like guide you forced to guide these shitty kids around because they were shitty kids. And like, what the fuck? Why? What? Like, that was the most horrific fucking thing they put in any Jurassic Park movie ever. Like, that was the only thing that could have been so unearned book. I think they had a little girl get ripped apart by Gallimimus or something like that, like in the book. But like, I was like, holy shit, she just gets destroyed. And I'm like, all I knew about her was that she like, had a phone that's it and poor girl just died i don't even remember that i must have blacked that block block that out that movie yeah it's rough so yeah anyway uh what else did i have there's we're starting to get more bits and pieces about last of us 2 which i know is a game that mark played and enjoyed that i have not played but that is uh you know a hotly anticipated sequel so I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say? Like, there's people like posting reviews of like demos and stuff that they, that they've played now, and uh, people are justifiably excited for a sequel to Last of Us because that game is fucking amazing. And yeah, like I I can understand the excitement because I'm pretty like for when I bought my PlayStation Four, four it was the first game I picked up pretty much like the Last of Us remastered. Yeah, because you gave me Last of Us. The original on the at the end of the ps3 life cycle and i kind of sat on it and then when i bought i bought my ps4 almost i think at launch like very close to launch anyway and it was like the bundle game like it just came free with it right yeah um like as a, a psn download so i basically was like i really should just fucking sit down and play this game because everybody's told me to play it and blah 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 and holy shit yeah it's a good game so yeah i think like Last of Us 2 is going to be a big deal. And that's February, right? They said, I thought, I didn't. Yeah. There's a date somewhere. Yeah, not I, far I away. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool because like, it, I was not sure how long that game was going to take to get done because it looks like quite the piece of work. So uh, I'm excited <laughs> for it for sure. The very last bit I had is a little bit of sad news. So for any Star Trek D Space Nine fans, Aaron Eisenberg, who played Nog, Quark's son, uh, the for Quark's nephew, nephew, nephew on Deep Space Nine. Uh, he passed away earlier this week at the age of fifty, so not too old. But he had like basically chronic kidney issues his entire life, which was why he was uh, a smaller person in stature, and probably why he was one. Which is one of the reasons he was probably cast as Nog to begin with. So. But definitely sad. And he was, uh, I guess, pretty active in the fan communities surrounding Star Trek and Deep Space Nine and everything as well. So, Yeah, he had a podcast that was going on with somebody else that I had bookmarked to start listening to when this news broke. And then um, I've met him a couple of times. He comes to cons all the time. He's a pretty regular uh, convention guy. Like, you'll see him just signing pictures and talking to people because he just kind of loves it. Like, he was a Trekkie yeah. coming in. So. Uh, and he stuck with it. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's a really nice guy. And it's uh, kind of sad that he went the way he did. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Cause he was always like, whenever they had those Jake mm-hmm. and Nog episodes of Deep Space Nine, he was like, Nog was always the best part of them. So he really like, had like a, a pretty cool character arc going from like basically illiterate thief at the beginning of the show to like, l- like fucking Lieutenant Commander or like, I think he's a Lieutenant at the, mm-hmm. in the finale of the show, like in Starfleet. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a pretty big arc he has kind of in the background sometimes yes but like it is kind of cool to see like in that world you can be the degenerate smuggler's nephew 
and kind of a thief and kind of a shit and still end up, you know, being a respected Starfleet officer. So yeah, him and Jake Sisko made a pretty good, like odd couple. They did have a good, like a couple. Yeah. They had a, they had a good like shtick together. So that was everything that I had. Unless you guys have anything to add. No, I literally had in my notes. I they, in I think Tim may miss Last of Us. Make sure you talk about it and I, and Aaron Eisenberg. So like we, I know that it's big enough that I should yeah. not gloss yeah, it no, over. So, so. You fucking nailed it. So we're good to go. Okay. Well, with that, we can move on to our geek of the week. Geek of the week, which is our segment where each of us discusses the nerdiest thing we've done in the past week or so. So let's go to Mark first. What's your geek of the week? Uh, I picked up Link's Awakening this week, so I am. How shall we say? We'll say knuckle deep, basically, uh, into <laughs> that little adventure. I'm quite enjoying it so far. I like, the, I like it's a cute little aesthetic they got going on. Like it's so like that toyetic graphic, like yeah. three quarter kind of perspective is like really working for me. So. The aesthetic is working for me, and the gameplay is working for me. I just got to kind of sit down. I, I really just want to get it on a TV. Like, I fucking... Wait, one big gripe is that you can only use the analog stick to move. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. game that really feels like you should be able to use the D-pad. Yeah. And also, the, the just using an analog stick on the Switch handheld yeah. for long periods of time fucking sucks. For me, anyway. Like, my left thumb is real bad. So, I'm like, I just kind of want to get it at home and play with a pro controller yeah. properly, basically. So... That's what I'm kind of waiting for now. I agree. And there's uh, there's a particular puzzle or a, a series of puzzles in the final dungeon that require you to move an object and you have to use the analog stick instead of the D-pad. And it's just so annoying, especially if you have like a double jointed thumb that locks like mine does. It's like, just like we, like like we, we all, all do. do. Like, yeah. yeah, you and I both. Yeah. Do. yeah <laughs> so it's just like it It was so aggravating to have to use the analog stick, mm. especially when there's like and on the analog stick for this puzzle, there's a little bit of a delay between like the reaction to so right. let's not get into it because then I'm just going to not fucking play it. All right. And yeah, I know you want me to play it so we, yeah. we can do at least a two hander on it before, if Tim never plays it. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Alicia's it already finished it. So I yeah. have that hurdle clear. <laughs> at least well there you go tim can now grab the switch and start playing it so that's yeah. cool <laughs> holy shit you ripped through that fast eh? That's, yeah, yeah she got it and game. she didn't even get it like right when it came out she got it like came in the mail on monday and okay. i was out of town from monday night until tonight and she finished it like last night yeah oh, fair okay it's a but i mean she didn't game. like 100 percent it was she going to i 100 percented mine uh no she doesn't yeah she doesn't usually 100 percent uh games fair. okay fair it's not her thing Fair. I would probably do a hundred percent run, but like I've heard twenty hours, so I'm like, that's cool. I'm good. With yeah. That. Unfortunately, the reward that you get for hundred percenting the secret seashell quest is kind of shit. Like, kind of. I mean, yeah. I guess I may not get to hundred percent at that point because I did not with the Koroks. So. Yeah, you get a gold poop for collecting nine hundred Korok seeds, so yeah. can't be that bad. Compared. And Tim knows for a fucking experience because yeah. he because <laughs> that fucking, fucking did, did that, that shit like a crazy lunatic. Mm-hmm. I only even got to seven hundred and something, and I'm fucking batshit insane. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Paul, how about you? What was your geek of the week? Uh, my geek of the week was so I had to, like I was saying earlier, like I had to like hunt down on Daily Motion the Dragula episodes, <laughs> and there was apparently a leak on like Out TV or Amazon Prime in Canada where like two of the episodes came out. One of the episodes of Dragula was I remember talking about this on the podcast. Dungeons and Drag Queens. Like the theme was they had to uh they they got a character class rolled 
like a race and character class and they had to do an acting challenge and a sewing challenge where they built a costume based on their character and acted out it was so nerdy while still being (laughs) super drag but so awesome it was like one of my favorite episodes of tv of all time like it was just so good so yeah dragula was my geek of the week because i would i fucking nerded out i i think i rewatched that episode like three times because i enjoyed it so much and the looks were really good too like they put together some pretty awesome looks so yeah Nice. nice. All right. For my part, fuck, I had a pretty busy week, but last weekend I did start watching season two of Titans uh, on DC okay. Universe. And that show is getting steadily better. And, you know, okay. Mark and I already had a, we did an episode on the last season and uh, both were really surprised with how much we liked it. And uh, I'm, enjoying this season even more so far like they brought the uh they brought bruce wayne in now they're bringing in sort of more characters more backstory deathstroke starting to come in now and it's a pretty fucking cool take on deathstroke and it's uh it's just a it's a a sort of world that's really starting to grab me because it's it's well developed it's it is sort of that like more lived in superhero world where this is a second generation of heroes and stuff like that and yeah so i'm waiting on that one as a binge for sure Uh, i'm definitely watching it because the first season like just impressed the hell out of me so i'm totally on board to watch another what is it eight ten episodes something like that yeah yeah. yeah, totally on board for that. That was that's like the perfect link for that kind of show for me. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Speaking of uh, Titans, like I've been showing my kids Teen Titans Go on Netflix, mm, and I don't do that. Well, I've been showing because <laughs> like there are these fucking hilarious gags about Robin. He got his license revoked because he crashed the Batmobile and stuff like that. Like there's these like little you don't actually see Batman at all in the series, but he gets referenced all the time in reference to Robin and like a serial that they, they eat is called Bat-O's and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> those like weird incontinuity gags make yeah. me laugh a lot. So like Teen Titans Go is it's a good kids show. It's actually pretty funny. Our I guess pseudo nephew like uh, John's son yeah. was a big Teen Titans Go fan. And I remember at the time kind of groaning the way Tim did. But I mean now the kids like fucking die hard in it all this superhero shit. So like it kind of must have worked somehow. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. I it is. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. We had 1989 Batman, which was like probably not super appropriate for a bunch of eight-year-olds, or and Paul was two, three years younger than me, yeah. so yeah. five and eight. So like, <laughs> you know, that's a <laughs> fucking weird movie for kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you actually sit down and look at it, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's better they come in through Teen Titans Go. Maybe it's more wholesome <laughs> if they come in that way. You don't turn out like us that way. <laughs> and then they start watching Titans, and then they're like, "Why? Why is Robin swearing now?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. And why are they all having so much sex? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Why are they all beating the shit out of each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that too. Like really beating the shit out yeah. of each other too. Yeah. yeah, it's a good show. Though. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board for season two. I just, uh, I'm just waiting yeah. for it to be done so I can just binge it. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, with that, we can move on to our meat of the episode. Naked demon grandma meat. <laughs> yeah, but like plasticky looking naked grandma meat. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, so we are this week discussing it, chapter two, the conclusion to the movie, uh, the 2017 film it that are both based on the novel by Stephen King, uh, formerly adapted as a TV miniseries in the, know, was it like 1990, 91, something like that. Yeah, so starring Tim Curry. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's going to be interesting because the first time that we reviewed this was, I, I checked, I think it's like episode 62. Christy obviously still around at that point. And uh, we sort of did a comparison of the uh, miniseries to the uh, the first or sort of the first half of the miniseries, I guess, to the first half of, of this adaptation. But this time we've got Paul now instead of Christy. And I don't think any of us have watched that miniseries since then. So, uh, nope. but I did go back and listen to our episode on that. And man, I was hard on that the first first movie. And I think, <laughs> hey, I think uh, things are going to switch around here. So it's going to be kind of interesting <laughs> to see where this goes this time around. I went back and just listened to like I just kind of flipped through the episode. I didn't want to take the time. I can't listen to myself that far back. Man, the editing's bad on those episodes. <laughs> Fucking rough. Sorry. <laughs> and I was like fast forwarding through it and I was like, man, Tim fucking hated that first movie. Like I came out real on top, like real on board with that first movie. And you came out fucking kinda hating yeah, it. Yeah, I had a number of major issues with it. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm watching this one and I'm like Man, the tables have fucking turned. <laughs> like the tables have it does fucking seem turned that way. So, <laughs> yeah. so let's get right into it. Um, let's start off with just sort of overall general impressions. What you thought, you know, sort of top level kind of stuff. So, uh, Paul, let's go to you first. What do you think about it? Chapter two. It was long, boring, <laughs> and not scary. Like there was just like I just I watched the first chapter of it on a plane coming back to Canada to visit home. Us, yeah. Yes. But, and the only time I've come home to visit from Korea, the one time. And I, mm-hmm. even on that tiny little fucking airplane screen, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Chapter one so much that I watched it again when I got home and I was like, Oh yeah, this actually really is good. And it's really well shot. And I s- would say that it chapter two looks pretty good cinematography wise but like the effects are terrible about halfway through the movie and it just (laughs) Mm -hmm. sucks the horror out of almost every single scene and the acting from two of the characters is fine like jessica chastain is bev really good and bill Hader, amazing and but i feel like they're that they're in a different movie almost like or at least (laughs) Like Bill Hader's performance deserves something better or, or different or something. But overall, this was like the longest fucking three hours I've had in a long time. So <laughs> that's that's my that's my initial takeaway from it. Fair enough. Uh, Mark, you? Um, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> May have been worth the price of admission alone, but. I'm still a little salty, so we're going to keep going here. That Harley Quinn teaser, whilst <laughs> terrible and oddly cheap looking, kind of confused me for a second. Did you guys have that on top of when you guys saw it? And uh, the birds, the birds of prey. Oh one. yeah, yeah, that was good yeah. marketing. That was solid marketing. Did you like, to totally have, stop yeah. and be like, "How the fuck's DC involved in a Stephen King movie?" Like, I, I it took me a second to be like, "How did, yeah. did they do a fucking graphic novel adaptation?" And they <laughs> got them to, like they had to stick their fucking fingers into this. Like, what's going on? So what Mark's talking about is the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie had a little teaser basically where it was like a red balloon and like Harley coming up and like talking about how she's fucking like yeah. totally over clowns. And I was like, that's that's a good pull. Like, well done, yeah. DC. Like, that was that. a good pull. And then like what comes after, I'm like, that looked kind of weirdly like a CW episode, like just action from a CW show. And I was like, huh, I don't know why we did that. And then it was basically done. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm on board. Like, I want to see Birds of Prey, but yeah. it just felt really strange. I, so yeah. <laughs> so that's not my actual opening thoughts. Although me being really hung up on that 
should probably tell you how I thought about the actual movie. <laughs> because <laughs> fucking oof. Like just uh-huh. whew, boys. What's the tone supposed to be? I don't yeah. really know. It was yeah, it was all over the place. I'll like, agree with that. It was it, it was jump back and forth between horror and comedy constantly. Yeah. How can a movie this fucking stuffed to the gills with plot also be this fucking languidly paced and then unevenly paced? And why is this fucking three hours long? Holy shit. This either should have been thirty to forty five minutes shorter, or it should have been a Netflix miniseries. Actually, I like that idea a lot. They should have just not done Stranger Things and just done this as a Netflix miniseries and called it a fucking day. Because after surviving Stranger Things season two and three, I'm still real salty mm-hmm. also. Also, Finn Wolfhard, <laughs> go through puberty in private. I'm sorry, dude. Well, they oh, they digitally de-aged yeah, looked, him on this too, apparently, which weird. is weird. Yeah, it looked real weird. Yeah. And he was already kind of like gawky. Uh, it was whatever they did to him made him look. I was like, every time I saw him, I was like, oh, all right, we can't do this. I can't do yeah. this. Yeah, but again, he should thank God that Bill Hader took on his adult role because fucking nobody's going to remember how bad he was because Bill Hader fucking crushed this. <laughs> the best thing I can say about this movie, Bill Hader just came out swinging because apparently nobody else decided yeah. to. So good on him. Yeah. And my last big yeah. thing, Jessica Chastain is a fucking goddess Ooh. and I love her. That's it. <laughs> out. That's my opening thoughts about this movie. Oh, also, holy shit. Yeah. Why was it three hours long? Holy <laughs> fucking shit! It was too long. Yeah, I I agree. It was it drug on uh, towards the end for me for sure, and sort of the second half. Like I don't know if I would say like it need to be like forty five minutes shorter, but for me like at least like fifteen twenty minutes shorter. I could have done with, and I think that it would have uh, it would have paced a lot I better. Feel like you could have like the middle. Sorry, I don't. You know what? You're still doing your opening thoughts. You go ahead. <laughs> I think that it, chapter two was weaker than chapter one overall. Then again, in retrospect, I think I was probably a little harsher than I necessarily should have been on chapter one. <laughs> yeah, not now looking at chapter <laughs> but, two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but I think that I mean the source material goes that way as well. Like even and we can jump ahead to this. Stephen King like fucking pokes fun at himself yeah. in this movie in his uh, fucking cameo that the ending of this of the story of the book is kind of a fucking mess and you know they're adapting it and they did maybe the best that they kind of could with what they were given but um, i think in terms of ending it i guess actually like i didn't actually think about that in my long list of problems with the movie like the actual ending i was like i guess it was fine because the fucking movie finally fucking ended yeah (laughs) three hours guys weird adaptational choices though like Mm. we're in the first chapter the adaptation was solid and the second maybe it was just that they had less to work with in terms of what was adaptable success like that you could successfully adapt into a movie but like man the like the worst things about the book actually they seem to excise some of the best there was no running a train on beverly though oh there's that there's that (laughs) <laughs> still three uh, fucking hours boys so, it's still yeah. three hours i don't know man yeah but yeah i mean i i didn't get what you guys got in terms of like being displeased with the effects and i'm wondering if that might be we saw this in like one of the like vip theaters like reclining seats and everything but it's not like a huge imax screen or anything like mm-hmm. that so i wonder if maybe it holds up better in a smaller format than on like I know Mark usually sees his like stuff in 
like the big IMAX screens, but well, because this like I just saw this this week, and it's a couple weeks into its run. I don't even know if it ever hit an Ultra mm-hmm. EVX or an IMAX screen. I don't know anything about that. I didn't see it in that okay. format. I did see it on a relatively okay. in a bigger auditorium. Like it was at least a three or four hundred seat auditorium, so it was a pretty big screen. Yeah. But like the effects. And what, you know what the problem was? It was like at the beginning of the movie, I was like, holy fuck, the effects are still pretty good because they were really good in the first movie. And then there's a part yeah. where like when they finally all get to Derry and start encountering the creatures, where I think my real problem with it, I'm boiling it down to artistic direction choices that were made mm-hmm. and some like maybe rush jobs on some of the final rendering because they didn't look composited real well. But what was happening was like the jump scares were happening. And instead of being afraid of anything, I was just like, wow, that looks comped in, in awkwardly. And it doesn't, it looks more just like a picture liquefied in Photoshop than it looks like something scary to me. So I'm just like, I see this kind of crap all the time. So I just fuck around with stuff in Photoshop. So mm-hmm. not scary. And so that may just be an art thing, like where I didn't think it was scary. And it, and therefore all the effects yeah. during that middle sequence where they keep running into these creatures just completely fell apart for me each time they happen. Mm. Cause I was like, none of these look good. Like, yeah. I just did not like the art style, I guess. But yeah, there were, yeah. maybe there, that's I, what it is. Because I had that feeling too when I saw it. It was just kind of like I, I remember this scene where Pennywise comes down from the Paul Bunyan statue, yeah, the Bill Hader scene, and oh, yeah, the, that was the and, worst green screen I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like blatant bad green screen. <laughs> As soon as that happened, Alicia was like, holy shit, they're actually doing this? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a, that's a weird scene to fucking adapt yeah. into live action. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did it. So They did yeah, it. it was, yeah. I don't know, man. I, Unsuccessfully, ooh. but they did it. You know? And, like, the Paul Bunyan effect looked kind of cheap, and, like, everything just looked, I don't know, just it nothing like, seemed to, like, tie yeah. together for me. Yeah. And I'm like, they spend money on this yeah. movie. And maybe it's just that it's so long that, like, having to do all these effects for this much runtime was too much for the one house that did it. I don't really know. Like, I don't know what the backstory of all this is. Or if even people yeah, are saying they overextended much. themselves or something. Yeah, that, that's t- entirely possible also. And I don't mean to shit on these guys. I'm sure they worked their fucking asses off to get this done. But, like, maybe they were just set out goals that were not achievable yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe it may be just that. Or yeah. they got rushed in the end game or something like that. Or they were having some real like design decisions that weren't coming together until the end of the process like that. All these things can happen, but like the end result was like, oof. <laughs> so, I mean, having just gone back and listened to my thoughts on the first movie, one of my major issues in this sort of did come back into my brain once I was listening to it was that the first movie, the scares were mostly jump scares. I wasn't really getting like that. They were particularly effective in terms of like, this is more psychological horror, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. Pennywise feeds on fears and insecurities and stuff like that. And when he scares people or scares the kids that like seasons, the meat or whatever in this, this chapter of the movie or story or whatever, I thought that that was done actually a lot better. It worked better for me because all of the scares in this had a lot more psychological weight behind them. Like Pennywise was really playing more on each of their individual fears and stuff in this than he was in the first one where he was just like, Hey, I'm a scary clown. But in here, like you had like the, the different, you know, like Eddie coming to, you know, upon his mother who's sick and that sort of thing. And so that made the scares more impactful for me. Yeah. Just because Pennywise was playing better on each of the losers, like their individual fears and insecurities. Yeah. I think that may be accurate. My problem may be that like halfway through every single one of these things, they break to a joke and then the ending of it is a joke. Yeah. And like, there's a joke at like right before it. And then like five seconds after there's a dick joke and somebody says, fuck your mom. 
And it's like, well, <laughs> I'm not tense about any of this stuff. And then also all of these things are punctuated by like a jump scare from a creature, right? Like 90% yeah. of them. And so the creatures, I'm like, these they look fucking ridiculous to me. So those jump scares aren't effective at all. And everything's a joke. So none of the scares even land to me at all. So I'm just like this the fuck am i doing watching this and why is this fucking three hours long yeah well and there's <laughs> yeah. there's also like they one of the things that they did really effectively in the first movie was like how they showed that the whole town is sick with pennywise's agreed it, like the silence of the town where the, the old woman looks out the window and sees the blood pouring out yeah. of the sewer and says nothing and things like that, where you see that uh pennywise has infected all of dairy in the second movie it's gone. Like one of my favorite, like the, the creeping sensation that the whole town is in on it is gone. And so everything is like weighs on Pennywise and it just wasn't, I think that you're right that it was more individually catered to their individual fears, but like that overall sense of dread that I was feeling in the first movie Mm -hmm. was gone after the first scene. Because like mm-hmm. like the first the gay bashing scene at the beginning will like showed that oh, like fuck. okay which which was bad but at least it it made thematic sense from the previous movie but then yeah. it goes away and it's like then why did you even have the gay bashing yeah. scene yeah it's definitely something that that you can't do something like that and then not have it be an ongoing like subplot in the movie or something like that you know have some impact past that because when you like the way that they did it it just felt real fucking gratuitous yeah uh like hey let's just have a hate crime and never fucking mention it again for the rest of the movie yeah that's cool right yeah yeah that was i was i don't even want to talk about it really because i was just super triggered by it for the same but different reasons as my brother was you know what i mean like i know paul was very triggered by it and yes i was the same yeah, so I have like similar feelings, like from the older brother perspective on it, where I was just like, I'm scared in like the way that makes me really angry really fast, which means I'm not scared anymore. So now all of this just bothers me. And I'm like, yeah. I now this movie that is supposed to be a horror movie where this tension should have stayed with me has catalyzed into anger. And I'm not going to be afraid of anything probably that comes up because I'm just annoyed at the filmmaker's choice. That was a problem that I had too, is that like initially, like I had, uh, when I was in Australia with my boyfriend, we were holding hands and someone honked at us um, and smiled. But the second between the honk and the smile, Mm -hmm. like this, he was like this fucking gym, like this 50 year old man, like gray hair, like smiling, like, Hey, we're happy that you're walking down the street, holding hands together. But my initial reaction was, Oh fuck, I'm going to get, fucking murder um yeah yeah. and so it's like maybe jim like keep it to yourself because i would just want to fucking live my life and so like i relived that moment but it just kept going yeah it was fucking graphic the the mouthier gay guy who was like uh talking shit to the like that group of people like i'm very much the the guy who lived in Derry all his life and is like trying to avoid the conflict gay like just rather than the, the big city new york gay guy yeah <laughs> like, see, part of part of it was that like i am triggered by your occasional meltiness like that would kind of reminded me of you and that's why i got really like clumped up about it yeah in my head i'm the mouthy gay guy but it, <laughs> yeah, but, but it, in real life you're, yeah. when you're drunk you're kind of the mouthy gay guy too and that's Which where is the why problems I'm have sober stemmed. now so. yeah <laughs> that's where the problems have stemmed from and yeah. that's when i've had to get involved and that's where my fear of all this kind of situation comes from so i was like <laughs> yeah i'm not having any of this fucking shit at all right yeah. now so like so. 
that put a bad taste in my mouth from the the beginning of the movie and the fact that it would never it didn't carry through the way that it did in the first chapter was just disappointing from a storyline perspective like Derry in the book gets completely demolished at the end of the movie like the town yeah. gets its comeuppance like yeah. like ever it does not survive as it should not because like it was rotten to its core yeah it was built on rot basically so yeah and so the fact that they like just abandoned that concept in chapter two was kind of bullshit it was just a bad it was a weird adaptational choice where in the first chapter it was such a good choice yeah i was gonna say especially when they crushed it in the first one and should have played it out uh and it would have made this it would have made this movie a lot better than it was more satisfying to me yeah Yeah. The one thing I did like with um, how they handled Derry was that they played like the whole small town in decline idea well, where like everybody's moved away and like there's, you know, it's it's kind of a dying town already. So I think they maybe played a little bit of those sort of sentiments just in a different way, in more of like a 21st century way where everybody's moving out of small town America and into the big cities and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I see that. It's just that, again, it didn't, there was no payoff for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Like, cause like it has to pay off in terms of the characters moving away and having to like reconverge in Derry. But then again, it just kind of like never yeah. goes somewhere. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about sort of Derry as a city, one of the things that I've always liked about this story as a whole, not necessarily just this adaptation, but is that idea that when people leave, they forget, they forget what's happened there and they don't even, don't even remember that they've forgotten they just go on with their lives kind of thing. And so, and I liked how they played that in this version where I think the, they played the losers sort of recalling what happened in Derry pretty believably, like Bill getting his stutter back, like fucking Richie just puking as soon as he recalls yeah. it and that sort of thing. Like those little moments I thought were pretty effective. So there were, yeah. that, there were like little bits like that where I was like, okay, I can see where they could have gone with this that would have been a more sort of cohesive, more tonally on target kind of uh, situation. The the problem I have with it is Mike's character, though, because like in the first movie, they take away his, he was the historian, like through the whole book. Yeah. And they take that away from him in part one and give it to. I don't yeah. Know, and we discussed ben. that when we talked about part one. Yeah. And then that, that was a disservice that they did to that, to that character to in chapter character. one. And then it's fucking shitty that like, all the losers move away and are pretty successful and well off. And fucking Mike's got to stay like the fucking mystical black man character has to stay in dairy as the watchman. Like, yeah, God damn it then, guys. <laughs> yeah. And then, and not only that, but like it, it, it's a disservice to the actor too, because he gets to do Mr. Exposition the whole time. And there's oh, not much else yeah. to his character. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he gets the fucking poet poison bill. Like, geez, yeah, can we yeah. talk about that for a second? I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did he really just legit poison this guy? Yeah. Well, he fucking spiked his drink. Like, he yeah. roofied him, basically. Right? Like, I don't know. What, I don't. I didn't know how else to describe it while yeah. I was watching the movie. That's what I wrote in my notes. Was like, I think he just roofied him. I was like, oh, but it's mystical, so it's cool. All yeah, right, cool. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, like, it's I'm mystical, the it's I'm mystical one, and then there's also sort of, and this goes back to the, the source material, sort of the you know shaman, mystical Native American people stereotype and all that as well. Yeah. But, Yes, which is oh, kind King. of problematic, and 
Stephen uh, Kingy. Oh boy, very, Stephen Kingy. Very Stephen. One Kingy. thing about Stephen Kingy though, have you guys seen the trailer for Doctor Sleep? I kind of like it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Looks yeah. pretty. I'm good. I'm excited for that. Okay, cool. I just want to. I like how they handled the whole like fucking deadlights, like being aliens or from another dimension or whatever. Like that's a tough fucking sell for a general audience is it in 2019 <laughs> though like we had dr strange last like two years ago you know yeah. like it doesn't feel like maybe it's that big a sell after endgame made a billion dollars yeah you know what i mean yeah because like we're into some far out shit and that's real mainstream now i'm just i get where you're coming from <laughs> yeah. but at the same time like we are in a weird world now. Yeah, the way that they introduce that by like doing it through this fucking like peyote vision or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, like it, it was weird, but I thought that it was effective, like without alienating the audience too much. Like they weren't going to mm-hmm. show like a flashback of like, you know, it was more, it yeah, was like more no giant tur- turtle or whatever. It yeah. Was, it was, and it was, yeah, there was no giant turtle. It was, yeah. It was the fucking Pennywise or it wasn't like the spurned lover of an intergalactic turtle, interdimensional yeah. fucking turtle being or some shit. The, my, <laughs> my big thing was when he started screaming eater of worlds at the end. I was like, yeah, yeah, we know you're not that because you're not purple and shit. Like you're not Galactus. So like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong thing to fucking brag about, dude. Like, yeah. Especially with that DC thing at the top, like wrong thing yeah. to brag about. <laughs> I was actually pretty happy with how it was cast overall. I thought that like the adult characters lined up pretty well with the child versions. Um, I agree. Fucking Bill Hader ran away with this goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ran away with it. The one that really like, actually really surprised me was adult Eddie just being such a good match yeah. and still feeling like the same character. Yeah, like that was the one. Like I love all the other actors, and I I disagree. I thought McAvoy was a little bit better in this, and people were giving him credit for. I think so too. Overall, yeah. I was happy with McAvoy. Um, like that scene in the um, Funhouse, like in the fairground. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm fucking buying this right now. Like he's doing he's doing the work. Yeah. So like what's everybody bitching about? It was anyway. it was restrained though. Like there were times where he yeah. could have gone over the top, but he didn't. And I appreciated that. But that's that, that character yeah. too, yeah. right? Like he was always kind of the glue that held everything together and yeah. Yeah. The, the level head. Yeah. So McAvoy, which is Bill, and then like Eddie really worked for me. Obviously Bill Hader, like Richie he just fucking crushed it. And like I hated that character in the first movie. I'm I'm sure Tim heard me say it a couple times when he listened <laughs> yeah. to that episode. Like I was really annoyed with that <laughs> shit. Yeah, so like he totally redeemed that whole situation for me. I'm like, man, he's fucking he killed it from the outset, like the puking and all that stuff. I'm like, he had all the best character moments, mm. and Bill Hader just crushed them on top of everything else. And Jessica Chastain, I mean, holy shit, could they possibly have done like a better match between those two actresses? Yeah. Like, both both yeah, physicality and personality, they nailed with with yeah. pretty much all of them. Yeah, so I was I was real happy with the casting too. Like I remember, and that's probably a point we brought up on that last podcast mm. was. I wonder how they're going to do this. Yeah. Like, who do you cast? I bet you I fucking said Jessica Chastain, too, on that episode. You did. You said Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah. Either Actually, one would have been good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very brave of you to name name the two most famous redheads in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know. I think I was probably leaning. I'm like, I'm not a big Bryce Dallas Howard fan after those Jurassic Park movies, so I was probably being, that's I'm not her Jessica fault. Chastain. God damn it! That's she was writing. so good in that Black Mirror episode, oh, though. True, she, she was, was real that. good she in that Black excellent. Mirror episode. I, I don't dislike her. I just, I prefer Jessica Chastain, generally speaking. So, well, the the thing is, like Jessica Chastain is like more seriously considered in like Oscar circles, and like she's been in like more serious films. And Bryce, Dallas- she's also in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. She also wasn't in uh, Spider Man. So yeah. I mean, like and, we both have comic book sins to atone for. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we yeah. both have problems in their filmography, from my perspective. But yeah, I do prefer <laughs> Jessica Chastain, generally speaking. Fair so. enough. Fair. But the one thing I thought was a, a really interesting addition was that dynamic that they added between Richie and Eddie, where you know the turn in the end, where Richie has like 
some kind of love and or affection for Eddie and goes back and, you know, shows that he carved uh, R plus E into the bridge and everything. That, that was a nice little touch, yeah. I thought. And it wasn't gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't gratuitous. You know, it wasn't like, hey, let's just throw this in for representation. Like, it felt genuine. Yeah. It felt like an, a good, solid, like, reading of, of those two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, Richie comes off, I guess, kind of by. And like it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like it was just like okay. Like that was that was cool. Like the a pan or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it yeah. was earned. You know. Like I felt that yeah. it was well done. So yeah. So the one scene where the effects really did get to me and like I was like pretty creeped out was the fucking fortune cookies. Oh, some of those were yeah. real yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Like the fucking the the one that like the well the eyeballs coming out of the one and then the uh fucking baby bird and jesus christ that was, that was the one where like me even as a horror fan i was like this is a lot guys <laughs> it was uh, it was a bad scene yeah, it, was cool. it was a really bad and i was like so on board with that scene because i like when they separate the losers club i am not super fond of the movie like and i feel like they did a better job of keeping them together in the first chapter and having them play off of each other more whereas in the second movie like they were separated so often that i was just kind of like well one of the the best things about it is the way that they work together as a group so like i like the the way that scene is going and then the effects just like took me right out of it that was just like a fucking train wreck (laughs) of bad cgi so yeah yeah well talking about like splitting them up like that i liked so they played that sort of i I think that was in in part for writing for and for story right they were trying to show that like when they're apart they're not as strong but Mm -hmm. like that's one of the things i like about this story as well is that the losers succeed in spite of their character flaws because they're all there for each other they support each other they work together they're not out there like trying to change each other or like be like you need to do better at this to be a better person it's like this is who you are i accept you for that like everybody's got their shit everybody's got their fears and their insecurities but as long as we're there together you know we can we can beat this space spider space spider yeah what a (laughs) space spider clown thing sure that's a trope i'm really over is like the you just need to conquer your fears and you'll be fine it's like sometimes having fears is okay sometimes you know having flaws in your character is not the worst thing in the world kind of thing yeah it's how you deal with those and how your how your friends like accept those and that can be important yeah i i'm cool with that just like like to see that message in a better movie is all i'm trying to say (laughs) and one that isn't three hours fucking long so yeah i agree i it was definitely it was definitely too long i really like the stephen king cameo i thought that was a solid fucking cameo watching watching stephen king face off against his fucking insert character was pretty fun (laughs) yeah it was a weird it was just felt almost too meta though like it's a little extra like, i was like in a movie this this fucking long are we really and they dwell on that fucking scene for like <laughs> it feels like you're there for a solid 10 minutes and i'm like what what the fuck yeah are we fucking doing here like yeah that was a long scene like i re- yeah i'm like because I, I saw I, don't know, man. I saw it in I, theaters I can't and even like talk about it. yeah <laughs> I, and then i downloaded a cam copy to make sure to mm-hmm. like just review and stuff like that i went through the stephen king cameo part and man it just kept going and i was skipping yeah. through like oh my god holy shit and i guess I, that's true for like 
the whole a movie, lot. but like, a lot of the yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Though. Like, there's like for there's a lot that happens in it, but it's it's done so slowly that for some reason this movie's three hours long. I'm like, you could really have edited this down. It feels like a work print almost to me. Like it's yeah. so long and like overstuffed, and it's like there's so much trimming you could do here that probably wouldn't take away from the atmosphere because you're not really building any fucking atmosphere anyway, apparently. So like, just condense it down to like good scares and just get the fuck out of your own way because it's three fucking hours long. Yeah. 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 I think part of it is probably, you know, again, I'm not trying to fucking like justify it, it or whatever, defend it, but is that they got so many great actors that they wanted to like really make sure that they were giving each of them their time in the sun kind of thing. They want to give Hader and McAvoy and Chastain all good fucking chunk and you know, for them to really sink their teeth into that never goes well when you're doing that more for the service of the celebrity than you are for the service of the story. Agreed. So, That's true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. All right. We're, we're obviously gravitating towards gripes, so let's just fucking get into it. Yeah. Go ahead guys. <laughs> um, Fuck, I'm just going to rant, so, like, bear with me for a second. <laughs> so, like, first of all, pick a fucking tone and stop stomping on your scares with jokes. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't understand what they're going for. I get people will say dumb shit when frightened, but, like, and that's supposed to be realistic, but it doesn't actually help make a movie scary to have fuck your mom jokes after jump scares or during jump scares or like <laughs> whatever it just completely takes me out of the entire thing also why the fuck did i hear angel of morning in the middle of one of those fucking scenes? <laughs> oh my god I, love that. I love that what the fuck <laughs> when the, yeah when the like sick dude is just vomiting all over eddie's face it was totally out of tone for the movie but it i was, was still so there for it fucking weird i was like what the fuck what the fuck is going on? It was a really surreal moment. I was I was in the same boat. I was like, wait, are they really doing this? Yeah, okay. surreal. Surreal is a charitable. That would imply intent, which like I don't. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, they saw it in Deadpool, thought it was funny, and were yeah. like, fucking jam it in this. And I was like, Deadpool ruined that fucking song. Like you can't <laughs> do that now. Like Deadpool owns that for now. Like just get out of that way. You know? Oh, that was a weird fucking pull for me. The pacing is fucked. The middle token hunt needs to be nipped and tucked like fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, the final battle goes on for what feels like a fucking hour. Yeah. And then the movie doesn't end for half a fucking hour after that's done. This movie is needlessly three hours fucking long. <laughs> so that's my big gripe. Mm-hmm. And going along with that into mm-hmm. the that final battle, Eddie survived a real long time with a fucking huge gaping chest wound. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he should, like his heart should have been like shredded <laughs> by that impact. And like, he's just hanging out. Yeah. He's for, like, hanging 10 out. 10 minutes. Yeah, giving like, Richie like a sad farewell and everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've already ranted about the fucking CGI. So I don't have to go through all of this again. But it is, again, at the end of that, I did write. Uh, and this is like two hours into a three-hour mess of a fucking movie so again it's three fucking hours long yeah and then the end they basically bullied it to death so (laughs) like that dude stan killed himself and if there's an afterlife which i believe is confirmed in the stephen king universe he's up there like i slipped my wrist from fear and they basically pretended they were in a halo 3 matchmaking lobby on circa 2007 xbox live (laughs) and shit talk this demonic eldritch (laughs) abomination that is billions of years old to death just a note, by the transitive property, I'm psychologically tougher than this Cthulhu wannabe fuck. <laughs> so there you go. Like, that's how I read all of this. The creature, it was like Buffy season four. That's what I thought of, Ooh. was Fear Itself. Fear Itself. Ah, uh, like, yeah. yeah. Actual right? size. Like, at, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if I just, all I had to do was shit talk this thing, like I was on SOCOM back in the day, and I could get to stomp it like Buffy did that weird demon. And, like, I beat it. And I don't need any friends. I just did it because I can fucking run my mouth at the stupid clown. Wow. (laughs) So, bullying Uh, saved the day. Bullying saved the day. That's my, that's my hate rant. (laughs) I was okay with that part. Like, I like the, I think it's a cool idea that, like, you know, your fears are only, yeah, you know, you're are, are only what are only what you give weight to, kind of thing, and yeah, and like I get what they were going for with it's like a psychological battle yeah. they're having with it and that kind of stuff. Like they're projecting that at it yeah. also, like that's supposed to be what it's implied. But basically, they're shit talking it to death. Like that's what it looks like on <laughs> on the face. Just, like of if it. you're just yeah. looking at the face, yeah. it's like wow, they're shit. It's an <laughs> Xbox fucking. It's Xbox Live. Like a couple years ago, before people got banned for that kind of shit, I remember it being called horrific things, and I'm like, yeah. Pennywise is just kind of a bitch about this whole thing because, like, <laughs> don't be don't be mean to me, kids. Yeah, like, man, if he went on Reddit, he would never fucking have made it this long. There's no fucking way. Seriously, you know what I mean? Like, he was he was yeah. pretty pitiful by the end too. Like, I I kind of yeah. I kind of felt like I felt a little bit bad for Pennywise by the end. I will say, Skarsgård was still fucking great in this one. Yeah. Like, he's a little underused, but that scene with the the girl with the birthmark fucking fantastic like really good the scene. only yeah. good pennywise like scene in the movie well, yeah well, i don't know like he's good but like there's like there's decisions around him that are not happening particularly well like there's yeah. a, like he, they shouldn't be making so many fucking jokes if he's supposed <laughs> to be scary yeah. so i'm just like okay cool but yeah those are my big two things oh i mean i've got nine thousand gripes about this fucking movie <laughs> yeah. and i've well, said yeah. all of them but i've said all of them now i think yeah so, there we go Oh, wait. Mortal Kombat 2 is anachronistic to this movie. If it's 1989, that game didn't come up like 1994, so that bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> also, who closes an arcade and just leaves the popcorn machine full and like closes the doors and fucking walks away? <laughs> like, that was a real... That Mortal Kombat 2 machine is probably worth bank and it's just sitting in there, dairy assholes. Hurting like, dust. that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's probably, you could probably get the EEPROM card out of that thing and make money on eBay with that thing. But no. Collecting dust. And probably rat shit, because God knows what they're doing to that fucking popcorn. So. Yeah, gross. <laughs> there you go. Weird. Yeah. Quote, one of my favorite RuPaul's Drag Race drag queens making fun of another winner. She makes fun of one of the clownier queens and says, we all bloat down here. And that should be the tagline for this movie, because it's so <laughs> fucking bloated. <laughs> it yeah. is like, yeah. it's just so full of stuff. And, and like... I I just really didn't care about a lot of it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I yes, every character kind of got their moment, but like, it could have every one of those moments f- probably could have been shorter by a lot, by a hell of a lot. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I I have a lot of gripes, but mostly it's just like there's just too much in this movie, and a lot of it just isn't very good. So like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> man like i i just let i liked the first chapter so much i can't help but compare it yeah. and like the the first chapter even though it was a little bit on the longer side it felt more consequential and the the chapter two was just like what the fuck <laughs> and three hours long yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I I'm carrying over one of my gripes for the first one, which was I think Skarsgård was a, a decent Pennywise, but I still think that he could have been more charming in general. Like that scene with the the little girl with the that that one was okay, but just like overall, especially like the scenes where they're flashing back um, to them as kids, uh, and there's more interaction with Pennywise there. Like he's just 
he's just like there's no charm to Pennywise, and that is what I appreciate about Tim Curry's depiction of the character. Is like that is a character, that is a clown that I could see a kid like wanting to go play with, rather than mm-hmm. like fucking pants shittingly terrifying Bill Skarsgård Pennywise. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and those flashbacks to when they were kids also just made me long for a better movie. But, you yeah, know, yeah. like it just kind of reminded me like, wow, I really like that first one. <laughs> so, I did want to say again, cinematography was really good in this. And I thought the way they used the transitions between yeah. like, there was a couple good cuts where like, like Bev walks away and then Jessica Chastain is like in the frame as they pull it back and shit. And I was like, oh, these are nice little shots they're doing yeah. here. So the way they got to intercut them and also McAvoy at the end getting to interact with young I, I wish I knew the actor's name, but like young Bill and old Bill, yeah. basically like having their little face down kind of thing. And then he shoots him in the head and they shoot each other in the head, I guess. Yeah. Or they shoot themselves. I don't know how the fuck that works anyway. Like that was a good scene. And you're like, I believe that it's kind of both the same character because it's the same character kind of thing. And it's the same actors. And it all kind of worked for me at that point. So I was like this, I'm glad they did it that way. That was cool. Yeah. To me. Um, from just like a production standpoint. Yeah. I Overall, I thought that like, yes, it was still too long, but I liked the proportion of flashback to current day was pretty good for me. Uh, overall, like it, it gave a little yeah. bit more context and we got to see more of what everybody really liked from the first one and everything. So I will say going back to Pennywise, I think fucking Skarsgård, well, Pennywise looked even creepier uh, without makeup in the scenes where like the apartment scenes with the... He killed that fucking scene. Yeah. Like he was mm. terrifying in that scene. So I, I think that's what I've been kind of basing my like of his performance. That and the, the little girl scene. Yeah, like, yeah, those yeah. two scenes, I was like, fuck man, he crushed those two scenes. Yeah. So. And like he did some goofy shit at the end of the first one. I probably bitched about on the last episode. I keep thinking about that. I'm like, I probably bitched about how goofy the end of that movie was. I didn't I rewatched it a couple weeks ago thinking I was going to go see it when it came out. And then I saw the reviews and was like, Ugh. and then I've been kind of trapped in St. Catharines for like 20 fucking days for some <laughs> reason. So I haven't really felt like going to the movies because the movie theater situation down here, one note, I fucking hate going to the movies in St. Catharines. There's teenagers talking the whole fucking oh, time. And I was just like, oh, God damn it. And I turned around a couple of times and was like, guys, like, all right. And I'm like, man, St. Catharines has gone down fucking hill because those kids just kept talking. I was like, all right whatever fuck it i'm not getting into a fucking situation for this bunch of fucking fucking savages in this town yeah yeah man (laughs) i was like i'm going back to toronto this sucks so so that was a problem but uh yeah i don't know i just the other major thing that really fucking stuck in my craw was one that i didn't even really register until afterwards but how the fuck does bowers survive that fall down the well he should have been dead eight ways from fucking sunday Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they just, like, uh, hand wave know, it. They're just like, no, he's fine. He ended up arrested and in the <laughs> asylum. It's like, no, he's fucking dead. His, like, back and neck are shattered. Yeah. And I was trying to think, like, he felt really underused to me in the second part. And I'm like, I, I haven't read the book in ages. And I felt like he was a more, more kind of long-term threat, yeah. consequential character also. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you just kind of, like, I mean, he stabbed Eddie and stuff. And that was a weird fucking <laughs> scene. Uh, and I was also pretty yeah. badass the way he, like, about him and shit i was like nice yeah. play bud but right after that he's basically like he dies in the next scene right like he goes right over to the library and then he gets fucking cracked in the goddamn yeah. skull by bill hat like and also the joke after that one was pretty fucking good because i was expecting like i don't know what i was expecting there but like the joke he gave was not what i was expecting and then he threw up <laughs> right into the fucking camera for the third fucking time and i was like i hate this shit stop doing that but that character i'm like what happened to that fucking character like it just didn't yeah. feel 
like I remember in the book it felt more consequential, and I wish I'd read it more recently. Um, because now I'm kind of confused about the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Anything else? Maybe final thoughts. Give it a, a score out of ten. I have like I have dumb thoughts because I actually took notes while I was watching this. So like here I have dumb no- dumb, like, notes. dumb thoughts. Okay. <laughs> This new segment marks dumb notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Why do we not get to see Ben murder Bev's shitty husband at some point? If we're going to do a three-hour fucking cut of this movie, he's Karma Houdini's this movie, basically, right? Like, he punches her in yeah. the fucking face, and then whatever, and then, like, we never see him again. So, like, he's just yeah. out there. And I remember in the book, he, like, goes and accosts one of her friends or some shit like that while he's trying to get there and, like, goes to Derry. But, like, they didn't do that in this movie, obviously. So he just kind of punches fucking Jessica Chastain in the face and then just disappears from the movie. Yeah. Like, That's weird. Yeah. I put my angel of morning, morning <laughs> bit in here. Cause I was like, what? Um, I did have a really awful note after making note of what happened in the other scene. Me and Pennywise had the same reaction to Jessica Chastain, except he ejaculated water and corpses. <laughs> was my oh. joke. Sorry. Oh. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> right. Sorry. The spider head was better in the thing. And, uh, it would also look grosser in that, and uh, I believed it more because it was a practical mm. effect. So maybe think about that. Uh, and that kid that died in the funhouse mirror had the shittiest last twenty four hours of any kid <laughs> ever. His comedian he <laughs> fucking yelled so at him. Good. Right? He gets grabbed in the street by some fucking <laughs> lunatic and told to leave fucking town. Right? And then, and then the same fucking dude chases him into a goddamn funhouse, and then he gets eaten by a fucking demon clown worst 24 hours all time that kid's the hero of this movie <laughs> this movie also five out of ten oh, i'm geez. done <laughs> yeah that kid that poor fucking kid and then and then hate it and then uh, R- richie <laughs> offers him a fucking uh, a picture what a picture do you want a picture i felt bad for that kid at the end i was like fuck that oh, yeah. kid just like he's the one who took the bullshit oh, yeah. in this movie like fuck everybody else he took a lot of <laughs> shit <laughs> And then died. And he didn't do anything except for living yeah. in the wrong fucking house. So and going back go. to that, like, it's just sort of stupid shit around it, too. Like, think about, like, they come back after all this whole fucking ordeal. Eddie's dead. Did they take Did they take Eddie's body back or what? Well, no, because they left it there, right? Like, okay, so now Eddie's fucking missing. bought. Eddie's just yeah, missing. Yeah. He's and mind. fucking, ba- like, Eddie killed fucking Bowers. So his. Eddie Richie or, killed him, actually. Or, Richie's no, guilty Richie of murder. Killed, yeah, Richie kills Bowers. So there's, like, a corpse and a fucking missing person yeah. that they have to deal with now <laughs> upon going back to but, Derry. And that's, and that's kind of the, at the end of the book. There's like, Derry basically caves in on itself. So it, there's no ramifications. But you're basically that to believe yeah. here that, like, Derry just kind of continues to go on as a shitty. Main town. <laughs> there's no consequences right. for so, this like, corpse and this missing they fucking, person. There's two deaths that happen, right? And it's like, so these. <laughs> what it really looks like is that these like five or six people came to town, killed a couple people, and then fucked off again, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Just for some yeah. reason, all these friends came but back. The, friends. But the kids stopped disappearing. So yeah. I guess I mean, it's like, okay. no. But that's the thing. He got all the kids, didn't he? Like they were saying, like he's almost done by the time he got that kid in the funhouse. Because I remember he him talking oh, to the yeah. kid and be like, it's almost over. We got to do it now or it's like another 27 years. And like they were into a rush situation. So I'm like, he's basically yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. So there's so all these murders have already happened. They didn't actually stop any murders except the next sequence mm-hmm. of murders from happening. So like, yeah. All right. Cool. But man, that fucking kid died horribly, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And I can't imagine anybody else's <laughs> deaths were any more fucking pleasant. So good yeah. job, losers. Maybe you yeah. should have moved a little faster. <laughs> 
<laughs> Indeed. Yeah, there was a whole lot of like that will they won't they kind of shit too, right? Like where it was like Richie kept being like, fuck this, I'm leaving. Yeah, like, and then like, oh wait, I'm that staying. The whole middle section was just all of them doing that. I was like, fuck, just fucking make it yeah. then just fucking go. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Like I don't fucking care anymore. Just go. This movie's three fucking hours long. Just <laughs> go. Sorry. <sighs> Paul, your uh, final thoughts well, and your score? My final thoughts are Rating? that, like, it's one of those movies where, like, I was just, from the jump, I was not pleased with the movie, and then I had to sit through three hours of it. I was like, <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> in the same boat, brother. Yeah, yeah so, like, my, my goodwill dwindled almost immediately and never returned. There was no, like, no recovery like Bill Hader's performance got me through the movie, but that did not redeem the movie by any stretch of the imagination. So I give this movie a four out of ten. Yeah, oh this this Ooh. I think this movie was a failure that had some good stuff in it. That like, but overall it was just like, and especially compared to Chapter One, which I would have given an eight or a nine out of ten. This is, was. Yeah, I feel like I yeah, did too. So a, we didn't yeah. give ratings back then, didn't we? Huh. Or, if, or at least we didn't on that episode. Well, let's be honest. Christy was hosting that episode, so it was like all <laughs> over the fucking place. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Especially early days. Dude, that's early days, man. Hey, that's why we like Christy. Sure, she fucking sure kept did. things interesting. Yeah, we, we never knew what <laughs> kept to us on our expect what, when we were doing <laughs> yeah. that kind of episode. It was like, exactly. usually it would be a, a structured review episode, and it was like, hey, it's Christy's going to host this one. We're like, well, that's not going to be a structured review, so I don't know why I'm writing yeah. notes yeah. down. Cause <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. I don't know. It was always Christy's going to throw us some weird fucking curveball yeah. question. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, sit there for like three minutes trying to figure out how to answer it awkwardly in silence yeah 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 we miss you christy yeah we miss you christy. looking forward to your wedding yes we are yeah Twice yeah better. all right so i i didn't have the same level of issues you guys did with it i actually thought that it chapter two was not deserving of the sort of middling reviews it's been getting i wasn't I, I agree it was a little weaker than the first one and that's so. kind of how you got us to go see it too <laughs> you were like yeah. yeah i like this a lot better i was like huh all right, if Tim says it's okay, I'll go see it. And yeah. I was like, holy shit, is Tim on crack? Alicia and I both came out of that and said, like, yeah, I don't think that the those reviews are justified, but maybe they are, given your guys' fucking opinions on I'll, it. Uh, I'll but, go uh, on the side of the reviews, I think, this time. So <laughs> I think I'd give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Um, yes, there's issues with it. Yes, it's overly long. But I was really happy with the way that it was cast overall. And my gripes with it were not so major that they like significantly detracted for me nice Um, all right well with that we can move on to our final sadly stingless segment geek cred where we just each make a recommendation for something we dig that we think that some of you might dig as well so mark i have a recommendation look like you have something to say what's your recommendation Um, my recommendation is that you guys make a fucking sting because that's how the stings happen is you guys just make them (laughs) I mean, I don't like them, so I'm never going to go out of my way to do it. But like, if you guys, but that's the gag now. Is you're referring to stingless segment. Stingless segment. I'm like, why don't you just make a fucking sting? Because that's how all the stings have happened since the dawn of this podcast. It's not like that's I. True. I mean, I did some effects work to them at the front first because I thought it was funny, but eventually I was like, it's too much fucking work, and they're doing all kinds of weird squeaky shit. Anyway, so <laughs> stupid shit. Anyway. Who gives a shit? So I just left it. Now, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I'll just go. Uh, I've been reading the old dark horse Kurt Busiek Conan comics. And like, if that's mm. your bag, go find them because delicious. I'm halfway through the third 
omnibus right now. I've just been sitting down here drawing and reading, basically. Like I'm working and reading. So yeah, reading those the Conan comics, and I'm just like, yeah, this is fun. I'm having fun. It's not it chapter two. I don't care that this is three hours long, so I'm just reading it. So <laughs> <laughs> go read some comics, I guess, is kind of my recommendation for this week. But if you do like Conan stuff, like go if you didn't and you have never read those Dark Horse issues, that run goes on for quite a while. So there's a big chunk of it there if you're into like a big chunk of comic reading. They're a lot of fun too. So there you go. Cool. Paul, where are you going to give your geek cred this week? When I was in Australia, um, I went to see... Uh, Go to Australia. <laughs> yeah, 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 if you can afford it, no. Um, I went to see the Downton Abbey movie because I was a big fan of the series as it was playing. And I went back and, you know, went back to some of my favorite Downton Abbey episodes. And I'm like, you know what? In spite of the fact that this is very much a pro-monarchy, somewhat conservative show, it's still really well acted. And it's a really, I, I think it's a good show. So try Downton Abbey. If you like period dramas, like give it a try. It is corny as shit a lot of the time. And it like veers into soap opera a lot. And that's part of its charm. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. If you're See, Mar- Mark's doing, I, we were just talking about Christy and I'm doing visual bits where I'm like kind of nodding in agreement to all of his cons <laughs> to this. So I'm like, I've watched a couple episodes of it and I'm like, mm, this is not, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's you know what? It's not my thing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It does veer into like some corny shit, but it's well acted and I really like it. Maggie Smith, like shoes. Maggie Smith. Right yeah. Is the, I'll give her that best reason to watch the show because as the dowager countess she is a delight in every scene that she's in she's just fucking shading the shit out of everybody i have a mild tangent this related to downtown abbey because i didn't know this movie had come out right so i was i went to the movie theater in my hometown which is down like at the other end of fucking town so i kind of had to navigate and hang out for a minute and i watched a movie come out that looked like was completely populated by about 55 to 75 year old women completely populated right and i so i'm sitting in my car reading reddit because i've got like a couple minutes so i'm vaping and blah 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 listening to music before i go into the theater like i watch these ladies come out and i finally go in and i get in line for the fucking concession stand and there's 30 of exactly the same age bracket women and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck is it senior day because i'm like it's wednesday or some shit like that when i went and saw this yeah. super confused right finally i get to the concession stand and i'm like what's like what why Dude, why are there so many old fucking ladies here? What's going on? And he's like, oh, Downton Abbey came out like last Friday. I was like, oh, there it is. It all makes yeah. sense all of yeah. a sudden. All the pieces all fall together. Place. Yeah. I was yeah. like, right. All right. I got it. All right. I'm yeah. 100% on board now. So there you go. When we saw it, we saw a matinee. Uh, oh my god, it must like, have been gray hair as far as It was all gray hair. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Two gay dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To this movie's benefit, one of the other stars of the movie is Imelda Staunton. So this is the reunite, oh. reuniting of Professor McGonagall and Dolores Umbridge on screen, but <laughs> where the roles are reversed. Oh, another and, thing we don't uh, care about. It's a very Christie-centric episode. Yeah, yeah it's like a very Christie. <laughs> like, there's a lot of Christieisms coming up right now. You leave the performances of Maggie Smith and Imelda Staunton alone. God <laughs> hey, damn man. it! Like, I love Maggie Smith, you know, yeah. but Downton Abbey. I don't know. I just thought it was real funny because I was super confused. Like, why are all these old ladies in the movies here? <laughs> like, that was so weird. Mm-hmm. But hey, mm-hmm. man, Downton Abbey. Down it's, Abbey. I guess it's basically it's like, why would it be the same thing for them being like, why are all these kids at this movie theater when Endgame comes out or whatever? So, yeah. 
Who knows? Yeah, but anyway. it was it was definitely yeah. No, I liked it. It was good. It was like a, a ramped up episode. It didn't feel like they didn't like change the structure of it to make it feel less like Downton Abbey. It felt exactly like a like an extended episode, and I loved it. So mm, Downton Abbey, fair. cool. Usually, when when that comes up in the Star Trek movies, usually people get really pissed off about that description. So it's <laughs> no, like not a way to sell that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. My geek card for this week, as I tend to do when I'm traveling for work, I usually end up reading a bunch of comics on planes and in hotel rooms and that sort of thing. Uh, so I've gotten caught up on a new, relatively new Jimmy Olsen series, uh, written by Matt Fraction. So <laughs> Matt Fraction, who has not done anything for DC as far as I know in the past that I can recall. No, he's been a Marvel dude. Yeah, I can't remember him ever. Going yeah, so the he's doing this new Jimmy Olsen series. It's like a 12 issue miniseries. I think it's three issues in so far. Um, and it's just real fucking crazy. And it plays a, a lot with like the sort of crazy Silver Age shenanigans of the character and kind of tries to bring them into a little more modern setting. And it's, you know, it, it it's a lot of comedy and, and a lot of fun. So uh, if you are. Uh, yeah, fan of that kind of thing and weird fucking Silver Age shenanigans, then I recommend Matt Fraction's Jimmy Olsen series. Nice. Yeah. What's the name of the editor of the Daily Planet? Perry White. Perry White. Perry. Yeah. Wait, how did I pull that faster than you? I'm yeah. embarrassed uh, right now for you, Tim. I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably wrap this motherfucker up because if he couldn't pull Perry White faster yeah. than me, we have <laughs> issues. Kids, indeed so. indeed so all right well, with that we can finish up this week's episode so thank you everybody for listening if you have uh, your own feelings and thoughts on it chapter two or about anything that we talked about tonight you can get in touch with us on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast you can follow us on twitter at drd underscore podcast you can send us an email at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com if you are not already you can subscribe to the podcast on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify apparently there's a slight issue with our spotify feed right now but we're working on getting that fixed mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah with that we will say good night say good night paul or good afternoon paul good night <laughs> or good morning good afternoon and actually. say good night yeah. mark have a good one guys yeah. uh don't go see it chapter two just don't bother yourselves yeah. with it it's okay mm. yeah I'd give it a shot. I mean, I like, mean, if you saw the first one, I feel like you owe yourself to see the first or to see yeah. the second one. Like, if we're three weeks out, they've probably seen it already. But like, I apologize yeah. for not having reviewed this earlier to tell you not to. Have seen it, <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> and uh, and stay out of the sewers. Don't follow any red balloons. Yes, do not do that because yeah, like you might have to see some weird, awkward monster that is not that yeah, scary. Or yeah, or fucking fortune cookie that hatches a dying baby bird which is i don't understand why none of them like squished one of them right away i'd have been like taking my shoe off and being like fuck this it's hammer time you know what i mean like let's do this thing (laughs) like what else are you gonna do they're like half dead bird corpses just flopping around and shit fucking kill it Mm, anyway okay end of episode bye